Morning and welcome to the boldness on 3CR 855 AM. My name is Raphael Caleb. The boldness is about standing up for your human rights instead of waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. It's now October. October Mental Health Day is the 10th of October, and there's one very important event that is happening. They're all important, I know that, but the one which we're talking about is It's a Mad World. We've got two fantastic guests. We have got Michelle Wright, who is a mental health advocate. Hello, Michelle. How are you today? Great, thanks. Great, Val. Thank you for having me this morning. We're very, very pleased to have you on, and I'm using the royal we. And we also have well-known mental health advocate, an activist, and author, and poet with an Order of Australia medal. Welcome to the boldness, Sandy Jeffs. Ah, oh, thanks, Raphael. Thanks for having me as well. It's going to be an absolute pleasure. The event which is coming up. It's a mad world. What actually is mental health? What is mental health? That's the $64 question, Raphael. Um, mental health. We talk a lot about mental health these days. We've never talked more about it publicly than we do. I remember back when I was first diagnosed, no one spoke about mental health or mental illness or anything in the media. I say mental health as well-being. Good mental health is good well-being. To be in tune with yourself, in tune with your friends, to be centered, to be safe and to have, have, uh, an ordered sort of life. And that's good. That's well-being and good mental health. I suppose the opposite is mental illness where you don't have those things in your life. One of the big things that actually happens in the community, there is traditionally a lot of stigma from people in the community towards mental health about what actually does happen and what to expect. Sandy, what are some of the ways that people can encourage people with their mental health about what's finding out what's good for them and their mental health? Yeah, good question, Raf. I think for me, I, I can really only talk about my my journey as such because we all have different experiences of mental health and mental illness and different experiences of well-being and not well-being. So I can only speak from my, my point of view. And for me, attaining good mental health and and restorative mental health has been through writing and being a poet and having uh, having an identity as a poet. Because I think what happens when you become unwell is that you, you lose your identity and it becomes submerged into the whole um, psych world sort of 
uh, ethos and you become just a psych patient for some time. And when you become just a psych patient, you lose your identity and you lose your hope, purpose and meaning. And for me, it's about hope, purpose and meaning. And being a poet and a writer gave me the tools and the impetus to get out of being a psych patient and to move beyond that and to become Sandy, not schizophrenia, but Sandy poet. The stigma around schizophrenia is enormous and has been enormous and remains enormous. Whilst we've normalised depression and anxiety in a really no, really pr- productive way, we haven't normalised schizophrenia and it still remains one of the most stigmatised of all the mental illnesses out there. And we always get bad PR and bad media coverage, which is really sad. So I see events like this as I'm encouraging people to, to see those of us with those diagnoses as, as people with imaginations, people with souls, people with hearts, people with hopes and dreams and aspirations, and that we can do really good things like write poetry and use our imaginations. And Michelle, this is a great stepping stone into the event. It's a mad world. What can people actually expect with It's a Mad World? Well, it's a spoken word event, and for people who don't know what that means, basically it's uh, it can be poetry, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's performance-based words, but one person who's actually going to be playing on a piano and singing, but the majority of us are going to be uh, using our spoken words. For Sandy, she's our guest performer or a feature poet, I should say. She's done the, the rounds for many, many years and is a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, performer, extremely funny. She doesn't realise, I think, just how funny she is, not that that's what her poetry is about, but she puts a, a very light-hearted spin sometimes on some very, very deep material, and I think that makes it, in some respects, more accessible to the general populace. We've got uh, Heidi Everett, who is the founder of Skitsy Inc., and she's actually the person who I have been. I won a small grant uh, with the Cardinia of Shire, Cardinia Shire, and uh, my mentor for that, because I've never put on an event such as this, has been Heidi. And she's the one who introduced me to spoken word, and I fell in love with it. And I used, like Sandy, I used... A very uh, bad time in my life, I have bipolar and it's also stigmatised, I think, secondly to schizophrenia mm-hmm. um, with bad bad publicity, that is, and lack of real general knowledge of what bipolar is. And I too used my ability to write to express myself and uh, I... Yeah, it, it has been a saving grace for me as well. What we've got to take into consideration is that Sandy Jeffs is the guest speaker. Sandy is extremely well-known in the literary world. There's been a number of books that have been published. Out of the Madhouse comes to the world readily. There's a memoir as well. Michelle, you did mention that Sandy is a very funny person. She's also very prolific. During the COVID and the lockdowns, you used your literary skills, and I know that, Sandy, you're a great lexicon. You wrote haikus about lockdown. I did. (laughs) Let's venture into this little bit of territory about the haikus and lockdowns. Why is that important? 
I just um, in a moment and say that just for the general audience, if we can give an explanation of what a haiku is as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so haiku is a short form of poetry where you have three lines: uh, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. It comes from a Japanese form, uh, and it's a very succinct form. And during lockdown, because we were all confined to our homes, it was a very stressful time. And I thought. I really want to document what's happening here in, in Melbourne um, during this time. And I, but I didn't just want to write an, an ordinary straight diary just in prose each day writing, I don't know what happened in, in prose. It was sort of boring to do it that way. I thought, why don't I just write haiku, haikus and uh, document what's happened to us in haiku poetry? Each morning, or each, my, my routine was this, that we would have our brekkie, my friends and I who I live with, would have brekkie, we'd walk the dog. And then we'd come back and I'd go online and look up all the newspapers and, and stuff and see what, what, what was happening in the world and in, in Melbourne. And then I'd just start writing haikus. And I, I, I must have written, I reckon I wrote over 3,000 haikus during, during those couple of years of, of lockdown. And my whole world was just seen through the prism of haikus. I, I'd see a sentence and I would use my fingers to count syllables. So I'd be counting syllables all the time because I couldn't not do it. It was just my world was just haiku. And it was just a really nice way to process what was happening. It was my sanity during lockdown because it was such a mad time. And, of course, in the haikus, we've got Dan, we've got Trump, we've got uh, Boris, all all the characters who were alive in the world and doing their stuff during lockdown are all in the haikus. So they're really quite a detailed look at the world, a detailed look at each day because I'd start each each, each, um, section of the haikus with the number of deaths each day and the number of new cases. Because they were always being told, but we're told every day by Dan that the case numbers and the deaths. All that information is there. And I just kept writing and writing and writing and I couldn't stop. And I think I, I, in the end, my book, The Poetics of a Plague, whatever, what's it called? The Poetics of a Plague, the 2021 pandemic through haiku poetry. It, it, it just, it just was a nice way to do it. And I, I needed some sanity because it was such a mad time. It was, it was crazy. And for me, it was it was a centered, safe way to um, understand what what was happening to us during that, that really really stressful time. Well, let's throw this one across to Michelle. Mm-hmm. The reference to the lockdowns, COVID in Melbourne, from a mental health perspective, do you think that having the lockdowns and COVID did that put mental health more on the lips of the general public of what it meant? Oh, for sure. I had um my children's book. They were not going to reprint it. And all of a sudden I got a call from my um publisher to say that they wanted to reprint it, put it out again because the mental health uh, cases were just rising or the call to call centres and emergency places, domestic violence was going skyrocketing. It was, yeah, uh, and, and they couldn't get enough people in the industry to service those people who needed help. And they still can't. There's a huge backlog. They're only, you know, touching the surface in terms of catching up. So it, it helped in one respect to get some, Sandy mentioned earlier on that, you know, uh, people are more accepting now of the general mental health illnesses such as depression, anxiety, stuff, people have got more of an awareness because they've gone through it. So there's more acceptance. So that has been good. But for the other, you know, more, I guess, complex mental health 
challenges such as schizophrenia and bipolar, we still have a long way to go. Okay, I'll just say, Raph, that during lockdown, for the first time, a lot of people experience loneliness and isolation and mental health issues that they never had had them before. And suddenly a whole lot of new people were having mental health issues. And what we wanted to say was welcome to our world. Um, because uh, up until up until then they had no understanding of what we with chronic illnesses had been going through. So, so that was a fascinating part because it gave the people a glimpse into the world of other people that they had only seen from the from the edges and from the from a distance. And suddenly they were now embroiled in their own mental health issues and crises and seeking um, seeking help. And that was really welcome to our world. Yeah, exactly. And part of welcome to the world is we're going to play some community service announcements, then we're going to continue talking about It's a Mad World. Public transport's great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to 3CR when you're on it. Until now, the Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. VCR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch.
day where the children come out to play and the sun comes shining through. Listen to What's Inside by Warren Bartlett, who is a member of the Wild at Heart Community Songwriting Group. And What's Inside relates directly to mental health. And a little bit of a fun field fact for you 
Hardy Everett, who's the MC of It's a Mad World, many years ago was one of the facilitators of songwriting groups with Wild at Heart. Let's continue the interview with Sandy Jeffs and Michelle Wright. Welcome back to The Boldness on 3CR 855 AM. We're talking with Michelle Wright, a mental health advocate, and Sandy Jeffs with her Order of Australia about forthcoming event called It's a Mad World. We we're having a fascinating discussion on how Mental health has affected everybody. It came to the forefront of people's minds during lockdowns. How does this appeal to the wider community with the event? It's a mad world. Why will people want to come to hear about this? Well, it's twofold in my my aims, and that one was to promote the art of spoken world in Cardinia Shire itself. There's not a lot going on there. There is on the other side of the hills for people who know the Dandenongs, but not so much in Cardinia. And secondly, to give some insight into uh, the more complex mental health challenges and how people have used their arts, their arts practice to, to thrive basically and intertwine it in uh, their their lives. And, uh, yeah, because the artists that are performing don't just do spoken word, and don't use that in a negative sense saying just, but are multi-talented and have many, many strings to their bow in terms of what they do. And Sandy is one, and Heidi, she's she plays... The guitar, she sings, she acts, she writes, uh, the list goes on, and that's the same for many of the artists who are performing. So, and, uh, and we're all, the other thing is, we're all mature age. We're all over 40. There's often a lot of funding out there for the younger people, but there's not so much for people with mental health challenges in our age bracket. So we wanted to get mm. out there as the oldies <laughs> and show the world what we've got. Well, that's exactly right. Now, who are the other people that are performing, Michelle? Okay, well, I've mentioned Heidi a few times. She's our MC. So that's Heidi Everett, uh, founder of Skitsy Inc. And she also set up the Gnarly Writers, which both myself and Sandy are a part of. And that Gnarly, uh, it fits really well in that sense that we are you know, older, and we were involved in some previous spoken word uh, festivals. There's Jennifer Maris, who's also part of Skitsy Inc. Maria Dimalopoulos, who uh, is part of Skitsy Inc. And then there is a lady called Kim from Kim's Websites, just doing a little plug there, who is a seasoned veteran in many respects as well in the arts world, and another lady called Nandita Chagrosti. I think you pronounce it. I always have a little bit of trouble pronouncing her surname. Once people have performed, is there a mix and mingle afterwards? There certainly is, and 
because there's not lockdown now, it's actually a, you know, a real life event where people can mingle face to face. So there'll be food and a chance to network and just, uh, and, and hoping that Sandy and others will bring their poetry books and other published works along to buy if people want to. Now, what are the event details? Just before I give that detail, I describe myself as an old and submerging poet, Michelle. So um, it's all it's all young and emerging these days. I'm old and submerging, big time. Uh, the details are: it's a mad world is a spoken word word event that's taking place at the Hills Hub at Emerald on Sunday, the fifteenth of October, from two to four pm. Our MC is Heidi Everett. I'm the featured poet. Uh, you need tickets, uh, tickets are free, but you need to go on, onto a booking site. So you book, um, I'm going to say, sorry. Try booking. Try booking. So we encourage anyone who is interested in the art is word and or mental health realities. And, um, just, it's just going to be a fun event. You know, we, we all are a fun group, but you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And it should be a really enjoyable afternoon. So come along, please. Quick little wrap up before we say farewell. First off is where the Hills Hub Hub is. It is not too far from Belgrave Station, which I believe that is pretty important to mention. Michelle, give yourself a quick 30 second plug about what you're doing. You've got a fellowship happening at the moment. Yeah, I'm in Adelaide at the moment, actually. I'm from Melbourne, but I'm in Adelaide doing a creative, a May Gibbs creative um, writing fellowship, which means that I've had a whole month, it's coming to an end now, where I've been put up in accommodation and I just write because I'm a children's author. That's my predominant um, arts practice. And... Yeah, they funded me, so that's a plug for the May Gibbs Creative Fellowship. And May Gibbs, for people who don't know, is that mm. wonderful Australian author illustrator who created all the snuggle pies, coming up fairies and whatnot. Mm. Fantastic! So now, was, 30, 30, yeah. Sandy, with your Order of Australia, give yourself a quick thirty-second <laughs> plug about what you're doing now. Uh, what I'm doing now, I'm um, in my writing. I'm writing another chapter to our. Uh, Add to my memoir, which was published in 2009, it's going to be republished in early next year with a, an update for the last 15 years, which have been really positive for me, and I feel very blessed and privileged to have this happening. Thank you very much for your time, Sandy, for joining us on The Boldness. Thanks for having me, Raph. And Michelle, thank you very much for finding time in your as well for joining us on The Boldness. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Okay. Well, thank you very much. My name is Rafael Caleb. I've been talking with Michelle Wright and Sandy Jeffs about a new event. It's a mad world, which is happening the 15th of October. It's being funded by Cardinia Arts. The event details are 400A Belgrave, Jembrook Road, Emerald, the tickets are available at www.trybooking.com forward slash, then all in capital letters, C-L-V-Y-K. It's open to the public, free event, mix and mingle, and experience the words of skilled spoken word artists. 
as they share their mental health realities with passion, heart, and humor. Thank you very much. The Boldness will be back shortly. Thank you. We're going to go out with a song by the one and the only Hardy Everett, who is the MC of It's a Mad World. This is called Running Away by Hardy Everett. Keep listening to 3CR 855. I am.